Hey, good news. You're Pexin with the Legends. We are your hosts from the Gamer Editing Team. I am Eric, and I'm a Mirage main now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah, name is Ricky. Uh, I go by uh, Lumbago, L-U-M-B-A-3-G-O, and I think I'm a Loba main. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Andrew, and I go by Finn, P-H-I-N, and... Uh... I'm usually on Wraith, but Loba, yeah, she's been fun recently. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah, so so Season 5 has just started yesterday. Uh, we've been playing between the three of us. I'm sure we've played a week's worth just in this one day. And uh, <laughs> so much to talk about. We didn't get the patch notes until Season 5 launched, uh, so we got to go through all that really quick before we started playing yesterday. And We've just got a ton to talk about, so let's start with uh, the one that everybody's talking about, the most important change to this to this season, uh, a brand new character called Dead Pathfinder. Andrew, how are you enjoying <laughs> playing the corpse of Pathfinder? Man, it's really great because, you know, you can start a game and then you can grapple and then you can be like, wow, that's really fun. I can't wait for uh, tomorrow's grapple when it cools down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody's making a big deal. I have my opinions, but I'll hold off. Winnie, what do you think? Well, so I wrote a piece a long time ago that I didn't, I said that Pathfinder is overpowered in some ways because mobility is such a big aspect of this game. It's such a big advantage and not every character has it. Um, but I also said that my argument wasn't that Pathfinder needed a nerf. It was that other characters needed a buff, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we got um, both. <laughs> yes, and that is kind of sad. Like you said, the skeleton of of the skeleton like looking creature. Anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is tough. Like I, I did. I can't recall whether I I I played. No, I played at least one game as Pathfinder, and it's noticeable because you used to be able to grapple just to get there, and you're trying to get across the map, and it and you know the however many seconds it is, what was it, like 20 seconds? Like, it's, it's a big difference. So, yeah, so it went from the cooldown on his grapple hook was 15. It's now 35. And uh, I'm not going to say that it's not a big change. It is. It's more than double. It's a big change. However, I think I think the reaction to it and the, the notion that, like, Pathfinder's dead and that these pros are going to stop playing Pathfinder now, I think that's a little, uh, I think it's a little overblown. I think people are making a little bit too big of a deal. But what do you guys think? Yeah, I tend to completely agree, uh, especially because nothing about him functionally changed. Essentially, the nerf is pretty big because uh, you really, really have to be strategic about your grapples now. Used to be you could pretty much grapple into a fight, and if things went bad, you already had the cooldown to grapple out. Now it's like you if you grapple in, you've got to win the fight <laughs> or run away creatively. But that doesn't change the fact that, especially in the competitive meta, his passive allows you to scan beacons, which uh, allows for very quick rotations uh, if you're playing a style that favors positioning. And uh, his ultimate, obviously, for mo team mobility is still untouched. Right. So, uh, for instance, actually, I have a tweet from Albert Lely who plays on TSM, arguably the strong, probably inarguably the strongest Apex team in competitive. Mm. Uh, he, he put at the end of the day, it was towards, well, it wasn't actually the end of the day, but it was a little after some of the crazy tweeting that was going going on about pathfinder he said path is now really only going to get picked for his passive and competitive rip path in ranked you'll forever be missed you big beefy boy <laughs> didn't even take low profile off of it. Yeah. so he yeah. essentially is contending that uh he won't be as popular but will still be present in rank simply because of the usefulness of his passive. 
I do want to draw on something here, and it's that in looking at these characters and how to balance them, they look at a multiple, uh, a multitude of things. Like one of them is obvious. It's like how many people choose this character as opposed to other par characters. And I think it's pretty easy to assume that like that is a very, very used character. It's a day one character. Um, so people learn to use them, got comfortable. If you're a Titanfall player, you're used to the grapple dynamic anyway. But I would imagine that they also have data that shows that people were spamming their way out of fights. And that doesn't right. actually, you know, seem to um, serve as like the benefit of what that character is designed to do. Which is really interesting because in Titanfall, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. But anyway, um, it's interesting to sort of th see that I think my guess would be that if it were a true reflection of skill, they would have chosen not to do it. But the reason they decided to do it is because just that level of I, I don't know I used to describe it as the difference between a pathfinder and a really good pathfinder you know um but it's like uh, the vast majority like, like I, I would say that like because that character is not at a baseline level um overpowered unless you're a super super strong player and you can go do 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 right right um and just the average player is not going to really have that functionality or that like thinking going into playing that character. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. A, a nerf like this is going to affect the highest level players a lot and everyone else probably not that much. Uh, the designer notes uh, in the patch notes say that given the power of quick repositioning in Apex, being able to use Pathfinder's grapple multiple times in a fight is both too powerful and muddies combat legibility. Um, and so I yeah so that exactly just spells it out like they don't want you to be able to jump in and out of a fight multiple times or reposition constantly through a fight and that's exactly what what the nerf does as far as like catching up with a teammate or getting those repositions to engage in a battle I don't think this changes anything yeah and I, would I say mean I uh, go ahead Whitney Oh, I was just going to note, too, that, like, you know, uh, one of the big tenets of the new character, which we'll talk about in a bit, is that there's some level of mobility. But even those hers, those hers um, resets, like, uh, pretty quickly right now, um, she is definitely, like, slower to get it up, get it out. Like, it's not like the grapple, which is very, very instantaneous compared comparatively. Yeah. You really have to be a lot more thoughtful. You can't just, like, grapple into the sky because if you like me and you try to throw that little disc and you accidentally hit something and you end up teleporting right back to where you started. <laughs> right. You can't well, spam it like you can spam grapple. <laughs> let's, um, let's, let's get into Loba then. That's a good transition. Uh, Loba's our brand new character. Uh, we talked about her kit last week, uh, but now that we've all had a chance to play, Andrew, what are your thoughts? Um, my thoughts about Loba are fairly neutral. I like, I like her overall. I think she's a great addition to the game. She doesn't break the game. She doesn't... Um, she isn't overpowered. She's an underpowered. I think she's useful for a lot of things. I think she has a lot of potential. So I would compare against the last newest legend, legend which is Revenant, who essentially was instantly declared um, not going to be played specifically in competitive. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of usefulness in his abilities uh, and pretty underpowered compared to how huge he is uh, right. regarding his hitbox. So Loeb, on the other hand, there's there's a lot to her. Like, there's some things to figure out. She's got potential. She's definitely playable. Uh, whether or not she'll make it in the competitive meta, I, I have my doubts. But I also wouldn't be surprised if um, some special creative players figured out a way to make her relevant in the in the tippy top. 
I think that Loba is going to be a much more viable character on on um, World's Edge. Uh, hmm. And I'm not saying that's like, you know, she's not great. I've actually had a lot of fun playing her. But I think just because the way that per- that has like a lot of verticality and they've made some changes and we see these in like what's King's Canyon is. But like, you know, I mean, there's there's, uh, you know, the ripped capital city that you can, you know, use Sloba in. There's um, like just a lot of places with buildings that are stacked up on each other. And I can just imagine if it works the way you, you imagine it would is that you put it in the middle floor of one of those buildings and all of a sudden you have all the loops on all the floors, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that to me seems a lot more practical than like a lot of times when I was trying to use this out in Kings Canyon, you're either in a hot area where there's probably going to be a fight if there isn't already one happening, um, or you're just kind of way out in the middle of nowhere in some field trying to find a fight because the rest of the action's on the other side of the map. Um, and even with these new areas, I think that we did, did mention the loot tables still, you know, felt like King's Canyon loot, loot tables. Mm-hmm. It's not quite as strong as World Edge. So, World uh, Edge. I think we, we talked about this a bit last week, but now that I've got a chance to play her, I think that whether she fits into a competitive space or not, I think Loba's really great for the health of the game. She's very memeable. Uh, we, haven't, <laughs> we haven't seen it a ton just because the subreddit is so obsessed with pathfinder's death right now but <laughs> um but on social media we're gonna see tons and tons of Loba clips because that ability to just flank guys so quickly uh is, is gonna make great content not only that but whitney said you know for cosplayers uh just her character design is so great and a really great addition to the game so um i want to talk about her alt because we knew what it did and we sort of speculated on how it was useful but i guess i haven't really figured out the optimum way to use it i've tried a lot of different i've tried spamming it i've tried uh holding it for the end of fights and it just seems like it's maybe not as powerful as it should be to me yeah and i think that really comes down to the fact that you can only grab two items out of it that's that's really where the balancing factor comes into and it's also good because it's very adjustable Let's say that a month goes by and everyone really decides the ultimate's not super useful. Maybe if they have that to three items, all of a sudden it's quite viable. Because instead right. of just getting an armor and a gun, you can get armor, gun, and ammo. So you can actually shoot the gun. Yeah. Um, but I'll say something that me and my buddies were doing yesterday. Because after we stopped streaming, uh, I took a break and came back and played a lot of it. Like I'm sure we all did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were doing some funny stuff. So we were running Loba, um, Wraith, and Lifeline. And we were landing at what I can't remember the name. Is it centrifuge? It's the new dome type thing with two ultimate charge stations right next to each other. Yeah. And there's plenty of loot. So we me and Lifeline would land and I was playing Loba. We would land there, instantly charge the ult. Instantly. So within <laughs> a second, we have a lifeline pack coming down and we we pull the thing out and see if there's any rare loot and we grab the best armor and the best gun. Then we go to the next one if we don't get instantly con- contested do it again and put another thing down, grab two more items. The location overlap is is kind of like, it doesn't matter. We're just trying to get more items, the highest quality items immediately. Mastiff's wingman's wingman, wingminerman. Wingbrows. And then another lifeline drop. And almost always we'd get a purple armor from between two lifeline drops. So we were just super equipped within seconds of landing. Uh, but it's kind of not super practical if a lot of people are trying to do the same thing. So, yeah. We did almost the exact same thing in one game that we played in that zone that has the two chargers right there. And we landed there and won the game and never left right there. 
because because of the the way the map flows and because it's such a hot zone, teams just kept coming to us the whole game. We never left the zone we started in. We, we call it the new Skull Town when we were playing. It's the new Skull Town. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I I don't know as far as her all. Part of me, I know this is probably too complicated, but like, what if it was you can take two purples or three blues or four whites? Or what if ammo is free, but you still only get two items? I think they'll probably maybe experiment with going up to three items, but I also am sure that they've tested and tested and tested that already. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but but yeah, only, only picking two items is is tough. If you're playing as low, but you can at least see where the other purples are. And if you look in the alt and you're like, okay, I'll take these two, and then that one must be, you know, that one way over there, that helps. But as a team utility, I don't know. I don't know how useful or powerful it is yet. I mean, there are a few things. If you're trying to loot quickly, like, you do have to scroll through that entire thing to see what you want. Like, if you need a shotgun bolt, it's not the first thing that's going to be on there, you yeah. know? Um, and then the, uh, the other thing is the ammo. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I feel like I've been, I feel like I've been running out of ammo a lot more in the new Kings Canyon and maybe because everybody's sweaty and like fighting a lot, but I really, you know, have trouble like wanting to use that powerful ult to just pick up like 60 ammo. But a lot of times it's like what you need, right? You have to, I guess yeah. That's why I do this, but, um, <laughs> yeah, that's been my experience so too. <laughs> just seems so silly i mean there's such a huge difference between ammo which i should be able to find anyway anywhere but like isn't really there um or you know like a purple shield or a gold shield right right i mean the relative value i guess is just supply and demand if you like look at those tables you're like well i guess i need the bullets right now so i'll forgo the blue shield which no one would ever do because that would be crazy but... <laughs> and i think part of the reason returning to king's canyon everything feels so sparse uh is because of the general shift in player ability uh in general multiplayer games the player base just gets better and better and better and it's very subtle people don't often notice it uh that usually translates to specifically with this game i've noticed survivability players are better at being able to just keep themselves alive which means more ammo is being expended in dog fights that don't result in a team instantly dying mm-hmm. so coming back to king's canyon with a lot of players who are a lot better and better at surviving as a squad that means you're running out of ammo a lot because you can't just kill people and one one magazine because people are just standing out in the open you know like, right yeah so. that's true yeah um okay so before we get into the new map changes and stuff there's one more legend i wanted to talk about because mirage got a huge huge re uh redo i guess is the best way to put it i don't know yeah um but all three of his abilities his tactile is all and his passive have changed um quickly his Tactical ability now, he can send out his decoy, and then if you press H, or I don't know what button it is on controller, the decoy stops and then mirrors your movement. If you move left, it moves left. If you crouch, it crouches. So you have a duplicate of you out there mirroring all your uh, moves. With his alt, now all of the decoys go out, and they also mirror all your moves. And with his passive, when he picks people up, he uh, cloaks, and so does the person that he's picking up. So when when you pick up a teammate, both of you are invisible to the um, that to me seems like the most powerful part of his new kit. I've, especially in using it, I've been able to pick people up and, uh, have the enemy literally in the same room with us and not even know we were there rezzing. So that seems very strong. I'm not super sure yet about his other, but. I do feel like I've been bamboozled an F ton more than before. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much harder for me to tell the difference between the Mirage, um, 
if you're from a distance, you know, if you're taking that sort of mid-distance fight, you maybe don't have the best sights or whatever. Like, it doesn't clearly, if you, because the other ones, you're just like, well, that's a mirage because they're walking in that re weird, funny way. But then if they, like, split and they're sort of also doing the same movements and they look like a real, like, human, you know, character, you're, like, a little more confused, especially if you're trying to think really quickly and just pop off those shots, right? Um, but as far as that, I do think that the cloaking, I mean, I wish they had introduced that a long time ago. That's yes. really, really good. And yeah. the fact that he's the only character who has that makes him like, you know, I mean, it means, I guess you're anticipating your team dying a lot, but still. <laughs> I agree with, uh, with you, Eric, on that being probably the most powerful thing that was introduced, even though the other stuff is flashy. It's like, that's actually really important for him getting away with sneaky reses. Uh, I think the main problem with him is that so many great characters, um, they're, usually their ultimates have a lot of team utility, and uh, Mirage's ultimate still is very inward. It's There's nothing that you can do to help your team when you, you do that, really, unless maybe you bait a couple of shots, but people figure it out pretty quick when a Mirage ults still. So I think the best use for it is sort of like uh, endgame, like caustic, where you, you're bunkered up in a room. Is to just when that when that building you're in starts getting assaulted, just to blow it to fill the room with bodies. It can yeah. obscure <laughs> it, uh, your teammates to a certain degree. But that's that's the best use for it that I could that I could think of. Yeah, oh it's pretty God. specific when you compare it to like Watson ults and stuff. Well, and can I like comment on one more thing? Is this is yet another character ability that's sort of like because it's during the re the like res when they're knocked too, right? Um, so like that they go invisible right like yeah uh, yeah i just want to make sure i wasn't making that up because i've only you know had like a little while to play but um it makes lifeline much more useless now <laughs> like again we already have her going against gibby in terms of like what that uh can do so you can see how like balancing one character means putting another character out of, out of balance because between those two things it's almost better to have the invisibility than it is to have the shield you know um, certainly because it still exposes exactly where you are and everybody's learned that you can just throw a grenade at lifeline, right? I, you know what? I think I would rather play Mirage than lifeline. I think that Mirage is stronger than life. I mean, the yeah. heals, I mean, that's great, but like you can get heals and like the faster heal, we already sort of talked about the fact that even with the delay in Gibby's dome shield now, I think it's like not as long. It's still long enough for you to throw it down and patch it up, right? Patch up. And I was always confused by the development decision to add in those blue crates that give you like a little bit of extra loot. And and uh, the buff that came for Lifeline was pretty weak mm -hmm. in that you just can't get knockdown shields from those anymore. Uh, to me, that's just like a lot of development work to try and buff a character. And I don't think anybody's like, oh yeah, Lifeline's so yeah. good now because of those blue crates. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think so. Either. <laughs> had like a seven to ten percent chance of giving you a gold then dang yes let's yeah, do maybe. it maybe you know but even then i don't know it's kind of like a it's not an interesting ability in my opinion passive mm. rather yeah uh it doesn't know. really make sense either <laughs> like what yeah. it who put those there just for her and why like how is that a medic yeah. thing i don't know yeah exactly her name's lifeline not loot loot line loot line <laughs> But like, just make her build abilities that are already in, in existence, like, you know, more useful. And mm -hmm. that would be the way to tweak it, I would imagine. But interestingly, um, 
you know, they when they did that dummy day out thing, that's when they were trialing Mirage's new ultimate ability. Mm. Do you remember that? That like uh like it was a one day event as part of the Pathfinder Grand Soiree or whatever it was called. Mm -hmm. And that one day you could do in, you'd get a random ultimate and one of them was the um Mirage sort of style, your like little body would go all over the places. Um but the other one wasn't it like a lifeline potential boost where you would do like a sort of radius of energy of health like a health blast to your teammates if they were around you right do you remember i that? mean that would certainly be a lot more useful <laughs> yeah, yeah i was thinking that myself i was like man even if they just made the the bot heal faster or something you know things sure. like that or gave it a oh, gave it an aoe like, give yeah. it a wider yeah just insanely useful just by a little small tweak there um real quick we got a kind of to me a, a laughable uh, buff for uh, Octane. They increased the recharge speed of his ult. <laughs> I, but they also said in the notes that they are working on bigger um, fundamental changes for that character. They just didn't make the cut for this patch. So uh, that is definitely a character that needs some help. So I'm glad that they're aware of it and working on it. But but increasing the speed of his ult is just kind of silly. I think maybe. <laughs> I mean, his sort of claim to fame is that he threw a grenade down and like bat blasted. Um his like legs off and doing that gauntlet. Mm -hmm. And I think that they've been focusing on like the jump thing for so long that I wouldn't be surprised if the new ult had something to do, like, you know, some piece of it is carry extra grenades, which would be huge. Right. Mm -hmm. Or something like that. Interesting. I'd, I'd yeah. enjoy seeing something to do with grenades. Yeah. Yeah. Um, having said that on stream today, if anybody saw it, I was in a battle for first place and the second place team threw a jump pad at me and bounced me out of the circle. <laughs> it was super embarrassing, but uh, it was impressive. So <laughs> some people can't play on team. New meta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. I oh laughed while I died. Can you imagine having like the Pathfinder beacons, knowing where the last circle is, and having an octane, and just like throwing the bottom, like just the entire thing is just filled with launch pads. So anybody who tries to fight in that final circle is just bouncing, just all bouncing all up and down. Yeah, that's yeah. their new change they're working on is to make him mm -hmm. be able to throw a, a ring of jump pads and you can <laughs> just a make a bouncy castle. <laughs> bouncy castles. Yeah. <laughs> people have been mentioning things like maybe a double jump could be good for him, you know, in the air. That'd be cool. Like I can imagine the octane jump pad, but while you're still in the air, maybe another little burst or something. I um, yeah I I know that the one thing they won't do is change the rate or whatever of his health regen. I think that is way too dangerous to to make better um, because he can quickly get out of control and and be just everyone needs to have an octane if he can just heal himself really easily, right? Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about the map changes. Uh, we talked about what we saw last week, but now we have played on the uh, the rig. In the northeast, we have seen the new charge towers, and we have seen—is it called what the on the broken coast? The new zone is called the salvage. Yeah, salvage. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess just the first question is overall, how does Kings Canyon feel right now, uh, Andrew? My first impressions, as we can all we could all review, yeah, uh, when we were streaming, I was having a rough go at it. Uh, was dying to every person I ran into. I somehow never had ammo or armor, <laughs> uh, and I was like, "Man, this just feels terrible." And there, there were like random bugs too. 
but you know when i came back to it and started uh getting getting more into it and uh it the bugs seemed to disappear too i didn't run into that issue ever uh, again with the with the legend selection yeah it felt better so my general impression is that salvage is interesting but not super practical to be around but it's it's a fun area i wish there's a, a zip line to this skull on the opposite side as well because there's only one to the skull right now and i think little lame there should there should be more access to that and maybe it's very cut more off. loot on it yeah because otherwise there's not much incentive to even play on that or around it um so it's the salvage is okay it's obviously no skull town however uh is it centrifuge i can't remember what that dome like area is that's pretty big capacitor pretty capacitor i yeah. knew it was a c word um <laughs> i i can't i couldn't remember but yeah that i like that area a lot i think it's great um I kind of wish there was, I guess, more accessibility from outside of the long piece of wall that stretches around. Right. Because uh, one, one section is particularly inaccessible. Maybe if it was like, I don't know, a little lower in one area to maybe jump pad over. Octane. Eh. <laughs> um, and then the rig is pretty cool. It's, it's. I, I have a neutral opinion. I think it's pretty all right. You know. So decent changes. Uh, I'm not super unhappy. I think it's interesting. My, it's holding my attention right now. Do you like it, Whitney? Yeah, um, I like that it's different. I mean, I think that like there's always going to be that sort of piece of you that wants to go back to the original Kings Canyon, and then after a week, you're like, oh wait, the updates made it way better. <laughs> mm. um, but you know, that's just the nostalgia piece of it. Um, I wanted to make sure to touch on it because you were talking about glitches, and I saw a lot. You'd mentioned the hit reg issue, um, and other people have been having that as well. Um, and I think what I was trying to say, like, what I was talking to you during those games was like, you know, I wonder if this is because of the update or if it's something else or I don't know. Um, but I just wanted to let you know you weren't the only one having that issue. I've heard, I've seen pros talking about all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm kind of mad at both of you because when I was mentioning it, it was, I, I feel like you guys didn't even believe me. It was weird. <laughs> okay. I was like, this is an entirely different game and literally one third of my shots are making audio cues of hitting the person and visually showing it's hitting them and there's no, no damage to the person. And then I went on Twitter and everyone was having an issue and I was like, this game. It's broken. <laughs> I 100% believed you. I think I was articulating what I was saying wrong. Like, I was I'm wondering. Just, I'm if kidding. Was... <laughs> okay, Don't okay. worry about it. I wasn't all mad right, at well, all. Well, then if you're just kidding, then I really didn't believe you. I was oh, just nagging no, you. Did you say that? I was just nagging you. That's how um, I make yeah. friends. I mean, I think that the ultimate places, like, that's really cool. It's going to encourage a lot of action there. Like, the new, like, uh, ultimate um, charger places. I do think it's kind of interesting. I mean, you can sort of see the theory there that they were trying to get people to play on that side of the map a little bit more. And they'd started that with like the sort of Sing Labs when they put that in there, um, but some of the other stuff there. And I, I'm, I'm not talking about like the area by Skulltown. I'm talking about sort of everything on the um, east side of the map. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, before that, it was just like a lot of open area. Um, pretty like, I mean, I hated getting fights over there because you were just out in the open and maybe you had a mountain or something to try to stand behind. But like, other than that, you were just, like, high or low and just trying to hide. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I, I'm glad. I, I'm glad. It's nice to see change in the game like that. It's nice to see that they're sort of constantly iterating, that we have something to look forward to every season. Um, so I, I would say I like that there is more sort of indoor space, I guess. Um just because it's really useful for like the trap characters for the Watson and the caustic and 
Also, just because you can do like door strategies and sort of be a lot, a little more thoughtful about how you move. So I'm always sort of pro those things. And it feels more Titanfall in a lot of ways, too. Not like I know everything about Titanfall because I really just played the campaign like a week and a half ago. But <laughs> because it's so mechanically oriented, we're not really looking at like the green space or anything like that. You're looking for like the sort of like, um, I don't know, the, the machines and the movement and stuff like that. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I had a couple impressions. At, at first, I thought when we were playing on stream that um, it was much harder to find good loot because with Skulltown gone, uh, the rig that replaces it, there's not much going on there. And then on, uh, I'm sorry, salvage that replaced it. And then on the opposite side of the map, you've got the rig and the capacitor. And we didn't spend too much time at capacitor. I think Andrew's right that that is the new Skulltown. And I think that the whole flow of the map has shifted from southwest to northeast. I think that uh, landing in north the northeast area now around the capacitor and around the rig is where um, you'll get the most action, where you'll get the, the highest chance of loot. Um, I still, after looking all around it and it's sort of exploring that capacitor area a little more, um, it has these big plates, like walls, that surround it. And that made me think a little bit about uh, World's Edge and the way that those zones are sectioned off more. It was as if they were trying to add some of those ideas into King's Canyon. Um, but I also think that that wall kind of makes a few uh, really awkward play spaces, especially where Swamps ends and the wall wraps around to where that sort of containment-like building is that when you're going uphill, you know that, that building um, to the north of, of Capacitor? Um, um, there, there's a really steep hill that goes up and there's a building mm -hmm. like halfway up the hill. Yeah, I think, I, I think I'm picturing the right thing. Okay, so... From Capacitor, there's a wall that splits that off, and on the other side of that wall is just this long, narrow stretch of dirt that goes all the way to swamps that looks like they just forgot about it. <laughs> it, it looks like it looks like it doesn't even render. I <laughs> I I was playing as Loba, and I ditched out of the fight up to that uh, up to that building that that goes up that hill. And when I tried to come back, I was on the wrong side of the wall, and there's no way to get back over. The wall's way too high, and it just goes all the way to swamps. And if yeah, you get up there, run for like an hour. <laughs> yeah, if you get on the wrong side of that wall, you're just like out of the game for a while. Yeah, like, there there are a few areas like that in World's Edge. I'm thinking specifically underneath the train, like where the train goes. There's like a like ledge that if the circle is getting smaller and smaller, you're just totally screwed. And I only know that because one time when I fell off that ledge, I couldn't get back up. Mm. <laughs> um, so that ends up being frustrating for those like sort of late game circles because. Now you just have to, and they're all over the place. Like it's going to happen, but um, I don't like when there's no real alternative way. Like I yeah. like it much more like, well, there's going to be a choke point here and you know it, but it's still an alternative to having to run all the way around, you know? Yeah. I like that way better. I guess I was just surprised that the map changes created more dead space when I felt like, cause there's a, I think that on the rig, on the North side of the rig, there's a bridge and that bridge runs across and connects it to those that little camp. That little camp is still there of, like, just mm -hmm. three houses with a river. That camp is still there. There's a bridge that leads to it. And then that's all just empty space north of it now. It's all mm -hmm. just... And I found it yesterday because the supply drop dropped way back in the most northeast corner of the map. 
And I was just up there and it just, I felt like I could look around for miles and there was just nothing. There was no buildings, <laughs> no loot. I was like, how is this playable space anymore? Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, so that was kind of surprising. I feel like there is, uh, there is more dead space on the map than there was before, even with the total loss of like Thunderdome and all the space around it. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to agree. Uh, I think the right idea was that uh, uh, capacitor area, uh, the like Whitney was talking about, the indoor playable space, and there's plenty yeah. of loot usually in small buildings like that. And yeah, that was like the really good idea, but a lot of th- other areas suffered big time the way you're talking about. Yeah, and I think it also changes like this make more areas stand out. Like um, like market stands out more to me now as something that needs to get reworked i don't know if it becomes like superstore three three story <laughs> market or um, yeah. uh, also i'm very worried about the slums now and I'm, I'm worried they're just going to drop a nuke on slums and turn it in <laughs> turn it into something else um, yeah who knows yeah uh okay so we talked about the charge stations the, those are spread out do we know how many there are i haven't counted i know there's one right outside of runoff that's kind of interesting yeah. Um, no, I thought when I read in the patch notes it said there were only two, but maybe. I, but uh, we're obviously definitely there's, about there's a lot. Three, right? I think there might so be five or six. Four? Yeah, I think yeah, there's like if I had to guess, five or six. Head, yeah. yeah. At least four. At least. Yeah. I apparently don't know how to read then. There is no new gun for the first time. Um, the developers in the patch notes explain that they can't just keep adding guns forever because it dilutes the loot pool too much. And they also can't get rid of guns because people have bought skins for these guns. So they, they said that it, it's not an option to remove guns from the pool. So they, they say in the patch notes specifically that they feel that the weapons are currently in a sweet spot and that they are not going to be adding any new weapons this season. That sort of phrasing sort of makes it sound like they won't be adding new weapons ever. But mm-hmm. couldn't they just rotate like the weapons out and then just to give like a complimentary like if you already own like the havoc skin and they decide to take it out of the game then they complimentary give you the have the like equivalent skin you know the new i think you and i would be fine with that i think that's reasonable but i think that there are a lot of people that would not be fine with it well they're all terrible yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i i think that if you let people spend money on skins and then you take away the gun that people start screaming about lawsuits on Reddit. Yeah, so, that's, that's yeah. fair enough. That's fair. Um, but what what do we think about the potential that all the guns in Apex are in Apex and there are no more new guns? Mm, I, I understand it, I guess. I would just say I understand it because, uh, for instance, I remember back when StarCraft II was announced... <laughs> <laughs> here we go games. yeah this is uh, i'm gonna slowly give a chronology of the entire game up to today so are we ready <laughs> just kidding. but back when starcraft 2 was announced they announced that they would not be adding a fourth race there was you know the three big races from the original starcraft and everybody loved it they were like thank god me and me included uh mm-hmm. there was like a particular balance they wanted to strike they didn't want to do too much etc cetera, etc cetera. and kind of as a parallel i think apex is good in that they're not trying to push out a new gun every update uh because that would just be bad it would just be bad i think they they have a point and that there's 
a good pool of weapons right now. They're all pretty diverse. There's a lot of viability and a, and a plenty different of loadout loadouts. So while it's kind of like, I don't want them to not introduce more guns ever because getting new guns is awesome. Uh, at least they have some room, right? They can they can do things like add disruptor rounds and completely mm-hmm. change the alternator into the best gun in the game, things <laughs> like that. So uh, I guess I would I won't mind if they decide not to. It'd be mm. kind of sad, but they I would love for them to do what they have done in the past and be really experimental about altering current weapons to even completely change how they feel uh, to counterbalance that out. Yeah, I imagine that too. I mean, what are they really going to do? Like a lock rocket launcher or grenade launcher? Um, there's like the one-shot pistol in Titanfall 2 you were able to get. Like it just like has like instant aim assist. Like <laughs> so, <laughs> an Indiana Jones whip. <laughs> so we never got our energy submachine gun and there was data mined evidence that a energy submachine gun was coming and may oh, still be so coming. Cool. Yeah. So that's one thing. But um, yeah, you're right. Hop-ups can totally change a gun. They can add and remove hop-ups whenever they want. They can also do things like what they did this season with the supply drop. They buffed the Peacekeeper and put it in the supply drop, and they took the Mastiff out for the first time and retooled it as a droppable gun. And uh, I think we all have been at the business end of a Mastiff <laughs> uh, just in the new patch. And it, boy, that's that's a strong gun. It's pretty scary, huh? It slapped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh somebody walked into a building my team was in and one shot all three of us. Just boom, boom, boom. Knocked us all down. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Um, so are we happy about the massive peacekeeper swap? I mean the gold peacekeeper was pretty fun too. <laughs> yeah. Cause they give it like a little like a, a little buff in order to give it that status, right? So it's terrifying. I don't want to be the person on the receiving end of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. An old teammate uh, got two care packages in a row, both got peacekeepers out of it, and just ruined the rest of the duo teams until we won with the peacekeeper. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's very strong. It's very strong. I, I'm not willing to say it's too strong right now. But uh, it's... it's and, it, and as someone who rarely got my hands on a Mastiff anyway, and every time I did, it was very, you know, the end of the game, very high pressure... I feel like I'm learning how to use the Mastiff for the first time, uh, and so I appreciate the opportunity to to play with it that way. I would like to see the what's the sniper rifle supply job. Uh, the Kraber. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see the Kraber come out too, just to have more experience with it. But it certainly can't be doing 125 body shots when it comes <laughs> comes out, right? Right. It's so fun. So yeah, I know what you mean. Like like you said, I have the same sentiment. Like I didn't get to use Mastiff a lot in practical settings. And now that I'm constantly fighting teams that have three Mastiffs, right? <laughs> people like each team of three have two Mastiffs each, so I'm fighting six Mastiffs. <laughs> uh, it's that... really nice oh. to be able to get to experience like using the weapon more mm-hmm. uh, in low-level fights and stuff like that. I think that like um, usually when they introduce a big change like that, like the loot tables kind of like reflect like let's give everybody a chance to experiment with it. But I have a feeling they'll scale back, like, how many Mastiffs you can get, because I do see them everywhere. They're, They're everywhere. like, more popular than Eva's right now, so... <laughs> yeah. I feel like I never see a 301 anymore, but I see a Mastiff in every single build. <laughs> yeah, they're all over the place. I think they've effectively replaced the Eva. Like, why would you run an Eva when you have a Mastiff? Yeah. Um, I don't know. 
And then, so like the double tap trigger, okay? <laughs> true, that's true. <laughs> I am a hater on the double tap. The double no trap. <laughs> double tap is a trap. <laughs> um, we all got to see the entire battle pass uh, in the trailer. We had seen all the skins, and we also saw the the reward for completing it, which is that sweet wingman uh, transformative skin. I think we all definitely want to get our hands on that. But there's some other cool stuff in the Battle Pass, too. Actually, I think it's probably the best Battle Pass yet. Um, there are some... What do they call the emotes when you're dropping? The skydive emotes? The skydive emotes? Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple that I thought were really hilarious. Pathfinder has a knee slapper that I really liked. Mirage has, oh, one, yeah. where he, Mirage has one where he slow dances with himself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but even the blue weapon skins, I think, are uh, more detailed and just higher quality than they than they've been in the past on the battle pass what did what did you guys think about the new battle pass i wish i could tell you i looked at every single thing in detail but i'm the worst about that <laughs> i never remember to do it and then i'm just so surprised i'm like how did i get this cool skin <laughs> um i only get it because like the challenges are also something to keep me coming back to the game you know people think differently some people want the rewards but some people it's just enough to check stuff off of a list yeah i can show you what my list looks like on any given day so Something like this, though. <laughs> oh, nice. Do you also write up the challenges to check them off, too? <laughs> I'm probably <laughs> like one step away from being that kind of person. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I have to get 20 knockdowns with this person. Okay. <laughs> sometimes I don't care. Like, sometimes, like, uh, like you had pointed out that on the battle path, like, you don't have to do any, well, at least this week, you don't have to do any of the repetitive challenges that are, like, land in this place first. <laughs> place and then do this yeah all that um so some like you know some of my challenges seem a little harder this time in some ways um it's not necessarily like more points or anything like that uh i think just i remember the numbers being a little bit bigger or like off or different hmm. or something um wait yeah i i don't know i don't remember exactly what it was or just they're like harder to accomplish i'm trying to think now what it was that i was thinking of specifically but regardless um I usually, they're just things that I'm going to complete in the course of gameplay anyway, as long as I cycle my characters every once in a while. Mm -hmm. And there's a few things that's not. Like, I don't play Revenant enough to ever get 20 knockdowns with the um, with the, the throwy thing or whatever. But... Mm. <laughs> that's ambitious. For yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't know if you actually get that. But even, like, you know, if you don't really even play the character and you're trying to silence 20 people with it, it's like... I mean, maybe if you're, like, constantly going into buildings with people in them, but then you just get a shotgun to the face, so why would you do it, right? <laughs> Angie, you like, yeah. you, you like it? Battle Pass? Yeah, I was about to say, uh, regarding what you were saying about the skins, I think I agree. I think uh, it's almost to the point where the color of it is, is less uh, obvious, you know, if it's a yellow, a legendary, an epic, or a rare, because so many of them are just so cool. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think they they stepped up their game. A lot of the designs and the theme of the season are really attractive. They're really cool. Uh, I know I want to. I already have a laundry list of stuff through that battle pass that I'd love to unlock. And uh, like you uh, mentioned earlier, the Rolex wingman I really want. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. looking stylish. So yeah, a lot of good stuff packed in there. Especially now that the skull piercer is back. Yeah, it's got the nice sound. Yeah. I would um. 
I would add, too, that as far as that goes, like, one thing that we forget is that, number one, games take a lot of dev time regardless, right? Mm. Number two, when this game first came out, like, they had no idea whether it was going to even be successful. So my, my I imagine they put, like, bare bones into, like, the cosmetics, and they're like, oh, holy cow, like, this is actually doing okay. Because it wasn't until, like, a little bit into it, like, some of the legendary skins were kind of nice early on. But then you really started to see them pumping up like the event skins and then charging $27 for one skin or whatever it was. <laughs> um, that, yeah. that I was thinking of that one event early on. Um, but as time's gone on, like, you know, you sort of see, okay, we recognize the value and what the players value in these like nice skins. Um, and maybe, you know, nobody's excited to open an Apex pack that has like three grays and a blue. And so he's just like, okay, maybe we can find a way to make that a little bit exciting. So it'll be interesting to see if further down the line, like, you still do get more interesting than like, um, you know, what, like a lot of those are just the same skin that just applied to different pe characters, right? Mm -hmm. Like the yeah. yellow skin, yeah. and like the camo skin, right? So it'll be interesting to see further down the line if it's, um, if they start to make more adjustments on those as well. I I have never been excited to open an Apex pack. I I have occasionally gotten something exciting, but it's so rare that that getting an Apex pack, you know, once every two days or whatever, when there's not a, when I haven't finished the battle pass, uh, not that that doesn't really get get me excited. <laughs> it's always just I, yeah. two whites and a blue or something. You know? I totally I got agree. An heirloom out of a random pack. Oh well, rub it in. Allow me to drag here. I have not. Down <laughs> me if you'd like. <laughs> I opened a ton of packs because I didn't have to buy this season or whatever. I think Whitney, maybe you'd mentioned that if you max the battle pass, you got it. So I'm glad I did that because I didn't have to spend coins on the the pass. So I, I bought some packs. Garbage. Everything was like <laughs> twenty somehow. Packs. It was like it like defied the odds of even what you said. Like, well, minimum you'll get one of these every now. It's like, nah, somehow I got like three whites every time. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> it like broke the game and made it so bad. And I it's like just getting like white quip for characters. Or yeah. just like nobody just take those out, please. It's like yeah. getting like a white knockdown shield, but like 20 of them whenever you drop, right? <laughs> like, ugh. Yeah. But um, Tard, what you were saying there, I don't actually think that you do get it for free because I had still had to pay for mine. I think it really is just your placement in the AGL a AGLS, maybe. That they recognize you and that want to would give you be, a freebie. That'd be weird because Or you got you got to take advantage of a glitch. That's also possible. I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah, because well, what are they gonna do to like this. ask for it back? Give us our uh, thousand apex coins back. Oh man, I hope not. That would be infuriating. <laughs> you no, know, I um when I first switched to my PC account, um it was like right around the time they changed it to like the level 500 and like they'd started changing the way packs were done and they were giving people out like a ton of packs like just to do it or just because to catch up on the past packs that they would have missed under the new system if that makes sense and um i i was only on like level 13 because i barely ever used the pc account and for some reason i had like 50 something packs <laughs> <laughs> wow so you know very lucky day for me um real quick i want to mention we're about out of time this week but uh next week we'll have our first hunt it becomes available on reset on tuesday uh so make sure that you're playing every day and finding one of those treasure packs you need to find five of them to gain access to that first hunt they're super easy to find though they're everywhere i feel like every other case i open one pops out of it so yeah <laughs> so grab those 
there, there's a prologue uh, available now, um, which hints that the hunts are actually tied to the last Halloween event. Um, but we will get into that next week. We'll do a pretty heavy lore episode uh, when that, that hunt comes out next week. Um, do you guys want to plug? What do you want to plug? Streams? Whitney? <laughs> Lumbago. Yeah. L-U-M-B-A-3-G-O. That's on Twitch. And then, of course, the streams I do for the gamer. I'm on um, Friday and probably Sunday going forward. I try to do 4 o'clock p.m., but sometimes it's a little later because things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Andrew? Yeah, I'm usually uh, Monday, Tuesday on our, our Facebook page streaming. And uh, if you want to catch me on Twitch for um, whatever, usually StarCraft 2 or Apex still, it's FinTTV on Twitch. Redundant, I know, but that's P-H-I-N-T-T-V. And yeah. And I stream on Wednesdays, and I'm usually on uh, their streams as well. Uh, tomorrow is Sam's day, but we'll have to see if Sam streams. We might end up playing some Apex instead. So. Ooh, I like that plan. Okay, cool. Thanks for joining us uh, for week one of season five, and we'll be back next week. See you then.